0: Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church message podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. This is the first week of a new series, which is called Living Your Best Life. So for January, we want to set you up for the year. We want to... Get you thinking about your year. You've probably done your New Year's resolution the other last week. And so we want you to think about how are you, what are you going to do to kind of action this year? Are you going to let it just be another year? And we've um, entitled this one this week. There's only three weeks to this series. So the first one is begin with the end in mind. Who's had a good New Year so far? Yeah. We're all good. People have got their, their New Year's resolutions. You're like, has anyone broken them already? I'm sure there are. We all have good intentions, don't we? But the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's that's what the scriptures say. Okay, well, we've just had the Sydney to Hobart yacht race. And, you know, I saw a little bit of that, and that's on every year. And, And what I noticed about that yacht race is that they've got to kind of have a direction. Like, they don't want to kind of point towards Queensland. They've got to point towards Hobart, don't they? And so can I encourage you that those boats have to be in the right position at the start of the race. And you're at the start of the year. And so I want to encourage you to be in the right position for the start of your year. Because if you're not in the right position, you're not going to be set up to finish the race or win the race or even just experience the race. And, and what I notice about those yachts is, is, is that they're, they're positioned in a way to capture the wind of the day. Do you know what I mean? The wind could be easterly one day, westly. So those boats may not be facing exactly the way you would think. Sometimes we think, oh, the, the quickest way would be to have the boat going straight ahead. But for the wind of that particular day, maybe the boat needs to be slightly turned to be able to capture the wind. So I want to encourage you today, that the, well, how do you, what do you need to do to position your boat in the right position to capture God's wind to propel you for this year? So you can look the part, be an incredible looking boat, sitting there, having all the equipment that a boat needs to have all the resources, all the money in it. But if your boat isn't in the right position for the wind of that day, your boat will be lagging behind. So we want to capture that wind. We can have the great boat, but if we don't put the mast up, if we don't have a sail up, we can, again, have an incredibly expensive yacht with all the people on it and all the resources and all the skills of all the captains and the whole thing in the ocean and the wind's perfect. But if you don't put your sail up, you, the wind will just pass you by. We've got to put our sails up just like a yacht does. What is a great thing for setting up and positioning yourself this year? Well, simple things. Why don't you make a thing? I'm going to come to church every week. You know what? Last year I did it every month. This year, 2020, I'm going to do it every week. I'm going to come to church. You know what? I'm going to step it up. I'm going to set my yacht up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get involved in some kind of team. Whether I'm going to serve on a welcome team or I'm going to go to work in kids' church. you know We always need kids' church. We love some people to get involved in kids' church, some young people. Or I'm going, to, I'm going to host a connect group. I don't want to do one, but I might host one in my home this year because I've got room. Connect groups don't have to be about like Bible only. We're going to have connect groups like fishing, all types of things. So where could you... where I'm pushing that one, aren't I where I? Where could you contribute? Whether it's something simple, something utilising... Your gifting. Maybe you're going to say this year. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to give. I'm going to. I'm going to tithe this this year. I'm going to. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm throwing a challenge out to you. I'm going to make you Lord of every area of my life, including my finances. So, what are you going to do to position your boat to be in a place that it will receive the win? See, in the Sydney to Hobart boat race, there's different categories. You see there's different categories that the boats fit within because some boats are the big powerful expensive ones some are smaller ones they they have different purposes these boats and so you can win the race by winning your category so you don't always have the big ones of course they might be they're going to win the whole race but it's impossible for some of the other boats to win they don't have the capability because they weren't designed to be the fastest boat so we don't always have to be the fastest boat we just have to be who God has created and purposed you to be to live out of that and, and some boats are there to win their category by speed, but others are just there to enjoy the experience. Others are just there that they can finish and get across the line, and they can have, have a great experience, a, a bucket list thing to, to tick off. So we all have different motivations of, 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 of the purposes of God in our life and, and, and different outworkings of that. But can I challenge you this year that, that to run in your own lane? You don't need to run in another person's lane. Stop looking at the lane next to you and the lane in front and the lane behind. Stop running and, and, and challenging yourself against you know, a 100-meter runner when you're a 1,500-meter. Stop saying to yourself, I'm a butterfly swimmer and the freestyle's going past me. It doesn't matter. They're running their own race. You've got your own race before God for 2020. What is the race that he's calling you to? What is the makeup and the purpose that he's created within you? What is he asking of you to draw from you of what you have, whether it's a little or it's much? It's what God has called you and me to be in 2020 is different to the person next to you. Stop looking at Instagram and Facebook and comparing your life with somebody else's life. You live your best life in 2020, your best life that God has for you. Getting fired up. Haven't got a lot of time this morning, so. Okay, first point it begins with a dream. We're gonna give you some pointers to help you put your sails up and to get your boat in the right position for the right wind of the right day. You see, some boats will start on the Monday. This is not the Senior How about, but, but you know, the winds could be different to Tuesday. So you can't just have a cookie cutter approach. What is the wind direction for you and your life? In this season, to identify the condition that you are in right now and where God would have you. It begins with a dream. The next quote is, The greatest achievement begins with a single dream. The greatest achievement begins with a single dream. I say, the greatest achievement begins with a single dream. See, anything great that's happened in this earth might be splendid and awesome right now as we look at it. But it began with one thought in one heart, in one mind of one man or one woman. One single dream can cause awesome, amazing, great things to be affected in the whole earth. Thomas Edison had a dream to produce a simple, inexpensive source of light. We know that's all his dream was. That's what he wanted to do. And today, right here, we look, there's light. Everywhere around the world, in businesses and corporations, in Melbourne and all the high rises, there's the light. His dream, a little dream in his head, now is something powerful upon the whole earth. Zechariah 4.10 says this. It's a book in the Bible, in the Old Testament. It says, do not despise this small beginning, for the eyes of the Lord rejoice to see the work. So we can't despise that little dream. You know, a dream is something small, almost hidden. It's just a thought, a dream that we have. Almost insignificant. But when that dream is acted upon and immobilized and talked about, and goals put into it, plans put into it, action put into it, that becomes a powerful achievement that all can see. It takes many steps to go from the little to the big. There's hard work to go from the dream to the reality. It doesn't just happen. It's not wishful thinking. It's not just wishful thinking. A reporter said to, if we can put that up, Thomas Edison, how did it feel to fail 1,000 times? You know, Many of you know, So it took 1,000 experiments, 1,000 trials, 1,000 testing to, to come up with the one that would fulfill the dream. Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. See, your life is not a life that has failure. Your life is a life that has a thousand steps and a thousand steps of success. You can fail, you can fall over. The Bible says the steps of a good man or woman are boarded by the Lord, and he delights in his way. He says, though a man fall, God can lift him up. So no matter what is happening, don't count your steps as failures. They're steps, they're steps, they're steps. A steps to a great achievement is one step at a time where it's a fail or success. The thing is we get up again and we go again and we go again and we don't give up on the dream. Don't give up on what God has called you to do. Don't look at your failures as lock knocking you out of the race and disqualifying you. It's just a step to get up and take another step. You fail again, get up again, get up again. A fail or successful step is still another step. There's still steps. Next point is: What is the dream in your heart? What is the dream in your heart? I'm getting a bit excited today, so I'm yelling at you. I I only got ten minutes, so I've got to get to the point. I'm coming back later, but Thomas Edison had his dream. What? What? Just think to yourself: What would your dream be if you had no barriers? I love this exercise. What if it it wasn't a matter of money? Take all the excuses out. It's not a matter of where I'm living. I'm living in Shepparton. It's not a matter of the car I drive or, or the, the family I come from. Or What would you dream if there was no barriers? Like, let your heart just think about it. What would you dream if there was no barriers? What would it be? Let it be wild. Let it be crazy. Wow. What would it be? Maybe you've got a dream and you know what it is. Can I challenge you? Maybe it's taken a long time for that dream and it still hasn't happened. But can I challenge you this, that God takes a long time to move quickly. God can take a long time to move quickly. Yeah. A long time to move quickly. Think about that. He can, he can take years and years and decades, and then in a week, kaboom, the whole thing comes together. Don't quit. Don't give up. Why is a dream important? It sets the course. The dream sets the destination to get to Hobart. The dream sets the agenda out of what to live. You need to know the agenda of what to live out of. Why are we going through this? you got a dream. Why, why am I getting up again? Because it's the dream. Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this, this trial and tribulation? Why do I have to endure? I'm getting up again because I have hope that there is a dream, that there is a future. I'm continuing in. This is why I'm going through all this, because of the dream. I'm not going to give up on the journey for the dream. Because you see the dream come to pass requires more than wishful thinking. Thank you, my dear.
1: <laughs> oh, far out. Okay. Well, I can't match that. I don't need to because I'm running in my own lane, right? Okay. So, I'm Kathy. He's Robbie. And uh, you'll notice we're different. So, you know, <laughs> God is our dream giver. You know, we serve such an incredible God. He's such an incredible, creative God that he creates our dreams. Yeah. And he creates them in the way like he creates a form or a frame or a body. And then he breathes life into that dream. And then he names it. He puts purpose. And he puts, uh, you know, he he names it and he calls it and he puts purpose on it. Kind of in the same way that in creation God created man. And he created a body. And, you know, the body in itself... Can't do anything. A dream on its own is nothing. It's just a frame until God breathes life in it. Yeah. And God breathed life into man. Yeah. And man came to life. Yeah. And he, we need God to breathe on our dreams. Yeah. And then not only did he do, do that, he gave man a name. He called Adam Adam. He gave him a name. He put purpose on that dream. He put purpose on that life. He put plan to that and that's what we need to be doing in the start of this year. We need a dream that is breathed on, that creates a goal and then we need it to name it and we need purpose on it and that becomes our action plan. Amen. Our God is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He begins with the end in mind. He sees the end from the beginning We need to start this decade, this new year, with a bit of a vision, a bit of a a viewpoint of how God sees the ending. You know, we might not see it all with great clarity, but we need to be looking forward. What's 2020 going to be for you? What's this decade of the 2020s going to be for you? You want to start dreaming. Let God birth a dream in you. Let him breathe on that dream. Let him name it and attach purpose to it so that you have a direction in what to move. The last part of 2019 for me was a firestorm and some of you can relate to that right now. You've been battening down the hatches preparing for a potential firestorm in your in the natural but in the spiritual and in every other way in our lives the last part of 2019 was a firestorm like all hell broke loose and it began when we got that word over this church encounter church and over the greater shepherd in region that would related to Isaiah 62 that God would give this place a new name that he would speak new destiny, new vision, new hope, give a new plan and a new purpose for this church and for this region. And then he- all hell broke loose. Oh. And during that time, I preached for the first time ever in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that wasn't, I wasn't, you know, trying to get that. But anyway... So, during that firestorm, my vision for the future, for this year, started to become a little bit hazy, you know, in the haze of the heat. And all I was doing was dancing around on hot coals, dodging comets of fire under intense heat. And, uh, and none of that really lent itself to how I was intending to start this year, which was with bright, bold hope. Then this week I was driving along, I was down in Melbourne, I was driving along, and I was thinking about this year and what this year means and where I'm going, what we're doing, and, and all of that stuff. And I looked up and I saw a sign and it said Beulah in massive big letters on the top of a high rise in Melbourne. That's not a common word. You know, I hadn't even heard that that word, actually until Sarah and Lockie had their baby and called her Beulah. And until we got that word from Isaiah 62 for this church, that God would give us a new name, my delight. My plan and my purposes are in you. My possession, I love you. And so I looked up and below that word Beulah, it said, creating spaces that defy the norm. And instantly the Holy Spirit quickened to me and reminded me what I am here for. And that is to create space for God to move beyond the norm. You know, I don't think the word normal actually is in God's vocabulary. I think that we've invented that word and we've actually put boundaries and boxes around that word to say what normal is. And I think... When you look at creation and you look at everything in God's word and what he does, I don't think he attaches normal to anything. He doesn't know what normal is. He's about the individual person. He's about, like Robbie said, you know, maybe you need to just adjust your sales. Depending on the conditions of the day, it's changing all the time. We need to be leaning in and listening to what God is saying. We need to begin with the end in mind for 2020. I think God's a God of variety. When we have a picture and a hope for what our future might look like, then we find power right here, right now in the present that helps us move forward. I read this quote recently and, uh, you know, I think it's really good. It says, we need to decide what kind of life we want to have and say no to everything that isn't that. Think of what kind of life you want for 2020 or for the decade of the 20s and say no to everything that doesn't align with that thing. And you can only do that by spending time with God and allowing him to birth that dream in you, to create the framework of what that picture might be and then to breathe into that and to call it what it is. See, a dream written down with a date with the time frame, becomes a goal. And then a goal that's broken down into small steps, you know, achievable things, becomes a plan. Yeah. And a plan, when you back it up with some action, starts to become your reality. Yeah. And that's what we need to do right now in this season. Yeah. In Habakkuk two two, it's a very well-known verse, it says, write this, Write this down, write down what you see. Write it out in big block letters so it can be read on the run. So when you get busy, when you get tied up in life, have that vision, that dream written down in a place where you can be referring back to it regularly, daily, maybe hourly if you need it. Write it down. I think if God knows we need to write down our dreams, it's for a reason you know, it's not just a good idea. He's like, write it down. There's some very practical aspects to writing down your dream, creating a dream, hearing from God about a dream and setting goals and one of them is it's got to be relevant to you. Your dream is going to be different to my dream potentially. We might be working on some dreams and some things together but ultimately individually your dream will be your dream that god births for you it's got to be relevant to who you are relevant to your life relevant to your surroundings to your personality to your intelligence to everything about you he designs not normal he creates space for you that defies normal your goals also need to be interesting to you. See, you know, God's not giving me a dream to be a, a missionary in Russia. I'm not interested in that. It's not relevant to me, but it might be to you. Our dreams also need to align with our values, which, with what's, what is right for us, you know. That can also still be godly and very different for all of us. And our dreams, our goals need to align with those things that are high priorities for us. So if our dream and the goals that we create around that are relevant, they're interesting, and they align with our values, then we're going to actually want to put action to that. It creates an urgency of like, I've got to actually, I want to do this. I've got to actually do this. On your seat, you might have noticed we've put a card. And it says, dreams and goals for 2020. And we want to give you an opportunity. Some of you might not have actually really thought about your dream for this decade or for this year. Maybe that seems too big. Maybe that seems way too big. And that's okay. Maybe you need to just bring it back down and go, okay, what do I want my life to look like? Because I'm going to say no to everything that is not that. At the end of this year, I'd like my life to look like this. I'd like to be, I'd like my health to improve a little bit. Maybe it can be as simple as that. Maybe it can be as simple as, like Robbie was saying, I'd like to actually connect with God and feel like I belong in the house of God, in the family of God. So rather than come to church once every six weeks, I'm going to come once a week. They're small goals, they're small dreams, but they're going to start moving you towards what you might want to achieve. It might be just that, you know what, I want to improve my fitness, I want to improve my health by, I'm going to eat more healthily. You know, just little things. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to go and be a missionary somewhere. Or I'm going to start a a multinational company. You know, like we don't need to think like that. We need to just bring it down what's God saying to us. So I want to challenge you to use that card. Write down, you might not be ready to do it right now, but you can if you want to because when the offering comes around later, if you've written down just what are you what are you believing for, what do you want to see in this year for you, what's your goal, what's your dream, write it down, you can write it down anonymously, put it in the offering when it comes around and we're going to actually hang them, we're going to hang them on the wall out in the foyer And we're going to pray and believe and be inspired as we see those week after week when you come to church. You can look and you can see what other people are believing and dreaming for and pray for that. And uh, So you don't need to put your name on it, but can I encourage you to do it? Because in the same way we do the prayer and the praise reports, when we hear what God's doing in other people's lives, when we see what other people are dreaming and forming, you know, we can get excited about that too. If you're not ready to put it in the offering, that's okay. What we would ask you to do is write it down and put it in the prayer request box at the Connection Hub. So there's there's no pressure, but do, do it. I think it's a really great opportunity. I'm getting there, I've got three minutes, right? I looked at the clock for once. Once our dream has been articulated, if you can articulate your dream and it becomes a goal, And then you can start to make a plan. So, in Proverbs 16, 3, it says, Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. So, your dream, your goal needs to have a little bit of challenge to it. Shouldn't be too easy. But we're putting our faith in in a big God, you know, in what God can achieve through us. So, before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. So, don't doubt your dream. Don't doubt your dream. Then every plan you will make, then every plan you make will succeed. The Lord works everything together to accomplish His purposes. See, when you write down your goals, you want to make sure that they relate to your end point. So, if your end point is about having a healthier body, having better health, and uh, you're not going to write that you're going to sit down and read a book for five hours a day about health, because yeah. that's not actually going to get you to your end point. Yeah. So make sure your goals actually are moving you in the right direction, bit like the sailing boat, yeah. that you're going to tack towards the direction that you need to go to. Yeah. Your goals need to be smart, so some of you will be familiar with this. You, be specific with what you write. Just don't say, I'd like to have a happy marriage. What does that mean? What does that actually look like for you? You know, don't say, I want to find my dream job. Well, what is your dream job? What do you need to do to get there? Be specific about what you're believing for. Even with your health, be specific. What's a healthy weight for you? What's a healthy way of eating? What's a, a healthy way of sleeping? Whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. Spending time with God, maybe. Growing your relationship with God. What does that look like? So be specific that way it can be something that you can measure. You can actually check in with how you're progressing and make adjustments when you need to. It's got to be achievable, whatever you're doing, whatever you're planning and believing for. I'm not going to be the President of the United States. That's not achievable for me. Make your goals achievable and relevant to you and within a time frame that is actually achievable as well and again like I said they need to be aligning with your values aligning with what's interesting with for you and what you want creating an action plan is the most important part of accomplishing the dream that God has given you You know, we talked about names and frames. You know, when God breathes on you, then he gives you a name and he attaches plans and purposes to what you're doing. So the action plan is the most important part of your God dream and our actions are the steps that move us in that right direction. Our end point, our God dream will never change. The framework that God gives you, the thing he planned and purposed for you before you were born, before your mother even knew that she was pregnant, that won't ever change. How you get there might change along the way, might need some adjustments. A bit like what we were saying with the yacht, the plan is to go from Sydney to Hobart. That's not going to change. But this, the direction, the route, the way that go, happens may change depending on the conditions. I'm going to read this scripture to you. Proverbs 16, 9. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future. But the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. And Philippians 3.13, as I wind my bit back up, you can get ready for the next pow. Um, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I'm going to forget the past... Forget 2019, forget it, it's gone, it's done. Forget the past. I'm fastening my heart to the future instead. I'll leave it with you.
0: Thank you. Let's put our hands together, that was great, Kathy. We're in the home stretch here. Our last point there, what Kathy was talking about, was action um, becomes reality. Action becomes reality, and and without some kind of action to all these great thoughts, you know, like we have our New Year's resolutions and everything. But if there's no action to it, it just it doesn't happen. So action brings it into being, and and all through the Bible, there's God gave particular people dreams and visions and purposes, but you know none of them happened without a partnership between the person and God. Moses had to go speak to the to Egypt. The vision was to set the Israelites free. But Moses had to go and go back again. He failed. The Pharaoh wouldn't let them go. He had to multiple times go back and go back and go back. So there's a partnership. When, when Israel walked around the walls of Jericho to take the promised land, they had to, God said, I'm giving you the promised land, but they had to go and fight the battle. They had to go walk around the walls for Jericho's walls to come down. David, to become the great king, had to slew Goliath. He had to fight many battles. See, God gives you a dream. But he works in partnership with you as you put action to those steps. No reality will happen by just, boom, you know, some kind of sovereign thing normally. Like the norm for our long-term life and our living is generally we're partnering, partnering with God. The Bible says faith without works is dead. That's face it. Faith without works is dead. There's got to be a body with a spirit. There's got to be action to our faith and our believing you know, when I was first a Christian, I was very super spiritual, unlike now. And um, It's a joke. And, um, but I was super spiritual. I'm still spiritual, but I'm a lot more practical. And, you know, I honestly, I was only young, and I used to think that God would just sovereignly do everything. And I didn't have to do anything. Like, I honestly believed it, you know. So, you know, I wanted to become a pastor and involved in a church and, you know, have a mega ministry and all this stuff. And I just thought God was just going to sovereignly go, boom, there you go. I actually believed it. When you're 18, you kind of—I just believed it. I just thought when I walk into that church, the pastor's going to go, "Man of God is here. You're my new associate pastor." I just thought God would sovereignly just prophesy. Like, I'd just be it. Like, I honestly believed it, and then I realized, you know what? I—I I, got to go to Bible college. Oh. I got to move to Sydney. Oh man, I got to study to pass the tests. Oh, God's not very. Oh, I got to—I got to put work. I got to pass tests to get the diploma of ministry. I, Oh, I've got to get a job because I can't pay the rent. I've got to get a... Wait a minute, God, this is supposed to be like some super spiritual journey because I'm a man of God and you've got a great vision. But I soon realize there's got to be practicality to our spirituality. There's got to be actions and steps to our vision and our dream. It's got to be more than wishful thinking. As the musicians start to head up, guys, for the start of 2020, position yourself in the right direction to where you need to be heading where you believe God is heading you in, in this year. We need to navigate and get a sense for yourself, what are the conditions, what are the prevailing conditions that you're in right now? What, what, what direction is that wind coming from? Think about the relevance of your life right now and where you're at. You know, maybe to, to, to have a goal for a particular thing might be a good idea, but right now it's actually not realistic for you. You're not in that place to take that on maybe in six months. So what is realistic for you right now with with the wind direction that's it's about your life? Don't jump into something and set yourself up for failure when you haven't actually read the condition of your heart right now or the condition of your workplace or the condition of where you're at. We, we've got to work in partnership with God in very practical means. See, your boat's on a journey according to your own path with God. You can't look at everyone else's boats. Their boat's bigger than mine. That, that one's red. That one's cool. That boat's got all bling. You you can't look at everyone else's boats. You've got your own boat. And for 2020, you've got to row. You've got to sail according to the rhythm of you and God as individuals. You need to run in your own lane, not the lane of others. Like like Kathy said, it's it's like what aligns with what God's calling you to and what isn't, just say no to. You've got to run your own race. You can say yes to hundreds of things. I know what that's like, but I learned, nah, not doing that, nah, that's not for us, nah. This is where we're going as a church. This is where I'm. This is what I believe God's calling. You've got to be. We got to. You've got to do it for your life. Nah, that's that's out. Of, that's not. A Make those decisions. We need to put up your mast and your sail to catch the wind. What are some things that you can do to put up the sails to let the wind blow? It's like filling these cards in. It's it's, it's a step just fill it in, put it in the offering when it comes around, and don't put your name on it, and we'll put them out there, you know, your goal or dream, I've done this in other churches, and you look at somebody else's, and you just get inspired, you know, you get inspired because they're believing, maybe they're believing for a baby, you know, man, your heart breaks, it's so like, I'm going to pray for those, I don't know who it is, but I'm going to pray for the next six weeks for that person, you know, maybe somebody else is a young guy who's 18, he wants to start a business, man, I want to pray and believe for that person, in fact, I'm going to find out who that was. I'm going to give them $2,000 because I want to help them fulfill their dream. You know, That's, This is what this is about, inspiring each other. Putting up your sales requires dreams. It requires goals, plans, and actions to move forward. It's not supposed to be pressured. Don't stress about this today. We just want to help you set up your this year. Don't let this year be just another year, another year, another year. No, what can you do to make this a new day a new season if we could just stand today I'm going to pray over us as a church and I just want you to keep in this atmosphere as as I pray and and lift up your heart to God and, and even just let that dream you know maybe you had a dream a long time ago and you've let it go because it's not realistic I gave up on the dream to be a pastor of a church let it go I killed it I buried it in the ground I didn't want to know about it sometimes I still don't want to know about it but here I am I can't get out of it No, it's okay. (laughs) Sometimes you've got to take the dream back up. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, maybe the dreams we let go of, but, you know, God still sees the dream that was in your heart 20 years ago. And I want you to let that be as like an incense, a smoke that goes up to heaven right now. As I pray, I'm going to pray over your dreams and your desires and the things that you believe in God for this year. just If you're comfortable lifting your hand, lift your hand. Heavenly Father, I I just pray for every individual in this room, every dream, every goal, every desire, every secret passion, every wild fantasy thought that's in this room, Father. The creative ideas for business, Father, and for artwork, Father, and for cures of cancer and all kinds of crazy stuff, Father. And people who just want to have a good life and raise a family and have a child and have a baby. I lift up every prayer on every desire and i pray heavenly father that you are the god who breathes on our dreams you are the god that brings them into being and we just pray for every person father every hope father that you would resurrect the dead you would resurrect dead dreams and dead hopes father and breathe fresh life i pray you would fan a flame over the vision and the desires of this church you would bring in a new season father where this church would accelerate in growth but every individual in this place will see the fulfillment of dreams that have been forgotten years ago, Father. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for God. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepperton.